right, everybody, welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron. I'm Clayton. And I'm the romance novel veteran. And I'm the virgin. <laughs> welcome to this week's episode. Yeah. How's it going, Clayton? Good. You're feeling nauseous. You just told me right before we started. Are you okay? <laughs> Is it just icky, icky summer weather? Well, we were at a drag brunch before this. Of course you were, with all your nun friends. And <laughs> and we uh, and it was unlimited, like, mimosas and Bloody Marys. And so I was drinking, like, and they weren't bringing us water. Oh, they, that, yeah. So I think I just drank a lot of, like, very sweet mimosas, which is not normally a drink. I, I don't like mimosas normally. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think I just drank a lot, and then we got here an hour early, and I just slept on a few chairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a, You took a nap, and now you feel kind of gross. Yeah, now I just feel real out of it. Sometimes naps are the best thing in the world, and sometimes mm-hmm. they're the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Right? It's so weird, and you never know what you're going to get. It's like right. Russian roulette. Exactly. You have to time it also very correctly, because if you do like a – like I think if it's like a 20, 25-minute, I'm really good. More than that, then I'm just like, I think it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I always wake up and want a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> did your, like, mom used to bring you peanut butter sandwiches or something My when you... mother didn't make food for oh, us. Okay. But I... Uh... Did your staff make uh <laughs> no, <laughs> sandwiches? My father. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I always wake up and I'm just like, I need a lot of, I need a lot of carbs. <laughs> it's a heavy nap. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Well, hopefully you feel a little bit better. Keep drinking water yeah i'll if i have to puke i'll just put hold up a finger oh cool (laughs) anyway that has nothing to do with the book we read this week Mm -mm. which was a recommendation on twitter yeah it was a wreck based on and we went over this on the preview app but based on um a specific trope which is a rich heroine poor hero trope of which there are not many. I thought of another one, though, which is uh, not the book we read, but it's called Again the Magic, and that's the first Wallflowers. The, it's a Wallflower novella. Wait. So there's a Wallflowers Christmas, and then there's a pre... Mm-hmm. And I'm not... I, how am I not been... How have I not been told about this? Um, I have told you about it. So okay, you have told me about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When we met Sarah McLean at Books Are Magic, she said you have to read again the magic because it's two great love stories in one. Oh, I was probably too worried kvetching about my hair. Yeah. yeah. She was like, "Have you had him read it yet?" And I was like, "Not yet." If he's good, <laughs> but that's it's Marcus's sister. It was his both of his sisters, but one of his sister falls in love with the stable boy. Oh, sexy. Very. A novella. It's a novella. Yeah. Nice. We should do that one. Totally. Um, I'm sure I'll forget about it. <laughs> you will forget. I'll have to explain it to you again in just a few months. So we read uh, True Pretenses by Rose Lerner. So what did you think of the cover? I don't like this cover. No, it's a bad cover. And I don't understand it. I don't get what... You know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of an Amish romance. Yeah. And the the way there's a border... Around it, uh, you know, around her, the picture of her, it 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 looks cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I mean, I, I don't know. No offense to anybody, I guess probably the, the cover designer would be offended, but yeah, I really wish this had a better cover. It doesn't. Invoke. You think you're gonna get a kind of like amateurish, not very well written. Self-published, not that self-published can't be well-written, um, 
book and that's not what you get. Yeah. Like inside this is a much better book than this cover would let you. And also it's strange that the pretenses and Rose Lerner are all the same font and the same size. So it looks like her name it, the name of the book is true and it's written by pretenses Rose Lerner. <laughs> Don't love it. Yeah. I think this is the first cover we've really like not liked. Yes. This is the first cover that I think does a true disservice to the book. Right. Where someone might not pick it up because of that. Mm-hmm. Would this do better with a cartoon cover? I mean, I guess so because this is not a very good cover. But what would the cartoon cover be? It would be... Pitch it to me. It would be uh, Lydia. And it would be uh, Ash with Lydia. And he's hugging her, but he's he's also picking someone's pocket <laughs> behind her. <laughs> So he's like hugging her and then there's like a guy that's just standing there like, ooh, and he's like picking his pocket. Wouldn't that be good? You're like, oh, this pretty girl is just going to be with a true scumbag. <laughs> yeah. But he'd be doing it like winky. Like he'd be like winking at us. And with the guy he's picking the pocket, he'd be the Monopoly man. So you know that he like doesn't need it. Yeah, yeah. He And he'd be a bad guy. You could tell he's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, I think that would be a great cartoon cover. So think about it. I mean, call us Rose. Yeah. We don't have the skills to make it happen. We can just describe it to you. Of course not. What was it about? So this book is about two brothers, Ash and (laughs) Rafe, uh, who grew up together. They're con men. They're always looking for flats. That was a term that I I learned. I I love that now. Um, And uh, Rafe is is the younger brother. And he wants to get out of the business. He doesn't want to con anymore. He wants to join the service. He doesn't want to do what his brother wants to do anymore. So Ash is like, let's do one more big one, set you up, get you some money. So they decide to um, have – so they, they, they um, target Lydia, who is someone whose father had died and whose brother kind of didn't want to – continue helping people with the father's money he just kind of wanted to like tend his garden or whatever and uh so she was really upset about that but she didn't have she was kind of cut off from money so they decide okay one of us well ash decides that rafe should marry her take her dowry and then like give her most of it but keep some for himself and then they would just pretend like they were married right Close enough, yeah. Well, what's the what was the real deal? Rafe wanted to join the army, uh-huh. and so if you joined the army just as like a regular enlisted person, it was like a very bad life. But if yeah. you joined and you bought a commission, okay, which means that you could join as a higher rank, it was like a better life. So he wanted a few thousand dollars to buy a commission. Buy a commission, and then they would, you know, whatever they would still be like married, but they would know it's a farce, and yeah. she could have her money. Mm-hmm. So that's what. The plan is, but then Rafe doesn't want to do it, and Ash ends up marrying Lydia, and trouble ensues. <laughs> so that's kind of what it was, without giving away a lot of the twists. Because I mean, a, we are going to spoil it. So. Yeah, yeah. But there was, I mean, there is a, there's, you know, there's a pretty, there is um, a very, <laughs> a very interesting twist that I kind of like, my jaw dropped about. Yeah. Yeah. But before, yeah, before we get to that, I think it was, it's, I found it kind of funny that 
they, the whole thing was that they were con men and they were going to take advantage of Lydia. And then basically, like, the second time Rafe is alone with Lydia, he's like, hey, listen, like, I got a plan. Like, what do you think? And it is the plan. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no tricking of Lydia pretty much ever. They're like, you know how you want money and you're single at 28? Like, what if we got married? We hung out for six months and then I bounced and you got all your money. Yeah, that was like Rafe was so he was having senioritis. <laughs> he was having senior. He, he just was like, I, I'm out of the game. I just let's just I'm just going to say this and then see what happens. Right. You want to do it? Yeah. You want to do it? Uh, yeah. Sure. Also, I'm an Adonis, apparently. Well, gigantic. Like he is so huge, <laughs> like comically huge. Blonde. Which is really funny. Yeah. Beautiful. But yeah. Ash is the one with the personality. Yeah. Rafe doesn't have much of a personality. Well, we don't get to. He's not in a lot of the book. Yeah, he leaves for a lot of it. Probably the twist that you want to talk about. Well, yeah. So, so, well, before we talk about the twist, okay. is there, so, like you said, the setup. I, I so wanted more conning, right? Yeah, because Lydia. I mean, Ash falls in love with Lydia. He doesn't put that pane of glass. He always says like he has a pane of glass in between him and other people, other than Rafe. And he never had a pane of glass with Lydia, which is such a he's such a bad con man in this book when it comes to her. But obviously it's love and all that stuff. But um, that was the one thing is like I wanted to see. We see the end kind of like the end of a con a little bit at the beginning, but I wanted to see how good they were at conning people. I would have been okay with like three chapters of the con and then uh, like success and then they decide to do this thing because then you see how good they are and this makes such a huge difference how Lydia changes both of them or whatever like just her being in that orbit we didn't really get that which I that's what I was wishing for yeah me too you don't really see them at because I think it was you know there are books like um, Kerrigan Burns books, like The Highwaymen and everything. And I love those are great because they will just straight up murder people who are in the way. That's great. Which is so, like, I love it. I love those books so much and I love that so much because it's just like, you know, when you're reading a book or watching a movie, you're like, why don't they just kill this guy? In mm-hmm. this book, they just kill him, which is great. You think that too? Yeah. I think that all the time. I'm like, just kill him. Are then- we wrong? Listen, I'm not doing this in real life. <laughs> well, that's how I feel because I'll be watching a movie and think that be like, just kill this guy, just kill this guy. And then, of course, the characters on the screen will, I guess they won't be likable if they do the obvious thing, which is to kill this person who's going to come back. And they've and, also and, killed tens of minions. I know. But we can't kill this guy because he has, because he's on the marquee. Like, just kill him too. I know. Just kill everybody. Oh, <laughs> anyway. But I think for this book, it's supposed to be. Like she's the uh, Rose is clearly going for like a more um like uh sweet sort of thing. So I think she f- was like a little bit neutered as like really going for it and showing them as like bad people who made a turn. It seems like she was holding back and she was like, let's have them like n- not be really that bad and only take from, you know, wealthy people and not really ever hurt anybody where it's like. If you're con men, like, I understand a desperate person does things and justifies things in their own mind, but then I want to see them be, like, good at conning people. Well, this kid, I mean, it's alluded to, and I might, I mean, it's alluded to the fact that Ash was, like, 
prostituting himself at a pretty young age just to make ends meet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there was a there's a nasty side to this, uh, but it's all them being the victims of it, where, Mm -hmm. like you said, if we saw them, you know, kick a kid into the gutter for a crust of bread, it's it'd be hard for you to be. These are our heroes. I don't want you to kick a child, but like, I don't know. I feel like take something. But you know what I mean, though? It's like that. There's probably an element of the way you you were living your life back then. Maybe, you know, they had some sort of standards. But if you are starving, you might do some things that you totally regret, which he has. But they're not so dastardly. They're more, like I said, them being the victims of it than them victimizing other people, really. Yeah. So, yeah. But like you, I kind of I wanted more of a con. Yeah. Then also, I yeah, and when Rafe did just spill it to her at that time, and she was like, "Well, I'm kind of into it." I was like, "Oh, well, this is like not as exciting as yeah, it could be." Exactly. When that happened, I was kind of, "Where is this headed?" Um, yeah, and then it's just not about the con; it's more about basically a marriage of convenience and them falling in love. Yeah, which is a standard romance thing. But yeah, I think I was tantalized by the idea of of confidence men, mm-hmm. and I wasn't. I didn't get that as much as I wanted. Right. But then we just wanted a different book. Yeah. Because I did want Ash to sort of be running a, a side con on her mm-hmm. and then be found out and everything. But he never was. He was always like, no, like, we'll get married and I'll hang out for six months. Yeah, he legitimately was. Yeah. So what happens is then Ash kind of takes the place of his brother and has some guilt about having the life that his brother uh, wasn't going to have, which he wanted for him. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to you know, ruin the twist. Um, so they're not actually brothers. <laughs> um, Ash stole Rafe uh, from a like boarding house or like an orphanage, whatever those were, right? Because his mom was dead. A workhouse. A workhouse. They're called workhouses, right? Um, so stole him. So they're not really brothers. Ash gave Rafe a handkerchief that was his mother's, uh, and it really wasn't his mother's because they don't share the same mother. Mm -hmm. And there's a great scene where um, (laughs) Lydia jerks uh, Ash off. Remember this scene? And he wipes himself off with a handkerchief. And they and Rose makes sure to tell us it's not the mom's <laughs> handkerchief; it's a different one, which I thought was really funny. But um, yeah. Also, spoiler: uh, they are Jews. Uh, Ash and Rafe Cohen. Well, I guess Rafe actually isn't. Rafe isn't a well. We don't know, but we don't think he is actually no. Jewish. But um, there's there's some anti-Semitism in this book. Yep. Uh, but you know, no period specific. Yeah. That's going to say is, yeah, it's not like (laughs) she isn't, she doesn't have an agenda. (laughs) She doesn't go out of her way, uh, to, to, uh, defame anybody. But, um, there are a few there, you know, uh, when it is revealed to Lydia that Ash stole Rafe, she is like, oh, well, I've heard of Jewish people stealing babies. (laughs) Which I was like, uh, she thought it was all a rumor, uh, but she didn't hold that against him and think that all Jews stole babies. Mm -hmm. The other thing um, was when they first, like, kiss or get close, she is surprised that he doesn't smell. (laughs) 
Do you remember this part? Yeah. And uh, that was kind of uh, interesting. (laughs) She's like, I didn't think she was like, I didn't think they were going to (laughs) smell like really bad, but I didn't think he was going to smell good. That's crazy. (laughs) Right. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, old stereotypes but, and stuff. It just is like it's bizarre. But that's the, but the honest truth is like it's not. It's one of those things where context is very important with this because mm-hmm. if you heard that out of context, you'd be like, "This is disgusting." But it's it's it is period specific. Those are like she does. The author decided to make them Jewish for a reason, which is they were looked at as like evil and devils and all this stuff, and part of them hiding their identity was because the fact that they were Jewish. Um, So that was a big part of the identity is having to hide that to the point where Ash was like super into going to church because he was like, this is the biggest con there is, (laughs) is like going to church when I'm a Jew, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool too. Yeah. I mean, I liked Ash. Ash was, Ash was great. Um, I, I mean, and I really liked Lydia a lot too because she was like, she was like, listen, Rafe is, like, hot and whatever. He's too young for me. He was, like, two years younger than her, which was funny. And then, uh, but she just basically came up with the idea herself to marry Ash instead. Mm-hmm. She basically walked up to him, kissed him, and was like, what if I marry you? Yeah, that was great. And I loved that. That was a that was a great, where we were saying that we didn't like uh, the Rafe n- not beating around the bush. Lydia not beating around the bush was great. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Because I love that she was somebody who took matters into her own hands. Uh, also, with the hand job, that was great, too. Now, I, I guess we rarely have hand jobs. hand jobs. No, we don't have a ton of hand jobs. And that was also their first real, like, coupling. Mm-hmm. They were making out in a greenhouse, and she just, like, went for it, which I appreciated. Yeah. You know? That she was, wanted to see what she was working with. Yeah. Before oh, she got married. And he was a he was a grower, not a shower. <laughs> he made sure to tell her. Yeah. <laughs> she said, Oh, it got it got It's uh, growing. It's it, well she yeah, she's like, It's growing. I thought it just got hard. He's like, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you gotta explain it. The sexuality and the sexies in this book were really funny and frank. Yes, they were kind like, of realistic. Yes. Right? And, and they weren't um, super romantic in the sense of everybody was so good. It's like when when um, they talk about, uh, well, when uh, they pull apart and y- you hear the noise mm. of them pulling apart, um, like the squishy noise. It's like that's kind of – that's true. That's like something that you don't hear about in – a romance novel, at least the ones that I've read. Yeah. But I'm just a virgin. <laughs> you've read a significant amount. But I <laughs> yeah. feel like you can say that. You've read 34. Yes, but I ha- I am a virgin to rich hero- heroines and poor heroes. Yes, you are. So there's always a cherry to be picked. <laughs> um, I also, yeah, it, the frankness in this book was great and surprising because also they're just sort of where I feel like it in, there were a lot of choices made in this book that I feel like in other books would have been different choices mm-hmm. because she's like, well, like, so we'll get married and it's kind of a farce for six months, but like we, we going to fuck. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
yeah, I mean, like, if we want to fuck each other, I think we should fuck each other. She's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. And I'm like, okay, at what stage is this not a fake marriage then? Because if you guys are, like, horny as fuck for each other. Consummating. Jer- yeah, jerking each other off in the greenhouse. <laughs> like, <laughs> making out all the time, like, really into each other. Then this is just a marriage. Oh, it, it was just very confusing to me how long it took for them to be like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't leave in six months. It's like, yeah, because you're in an actual relationship. And, like, I get that you just sort of went into it in a very clinical way, but it is also, like, yeah, now you guys are just, like, dating. And then we're watching you fall in love, and, like, I feel like I'm being very critical of this book that I really loved. Maybe it's the mimosas talking, but, like, um, it is just funny to me. It just seemed a little bit, like, different than I would have expected. Well, the big thing with with Rafe, I'm sorry, the big thing with Ash was that he kept wanting to have his old mentality of everybody's using each other. I can't get close. Um, anything I do is going to be part of this con. And he, he, I think he was trying to keep that up, keep up those pretenses. <laughs> uh, and he was failing. And that's why when they would get, when they were basically married and in love, he still it still wasn't registering with him or if it was, he wouldn't allow it to really be real. Cause the guy, I mean, he, he had a horrible upbringing. He had mm-hmm. a horrible life. I mean, he was part of a, a group of, uh, of grave robbers, like all these things that he had to do to survive and then to sacrifice everything for this younger brother. Who's not even his brother who he just took under his wing. Um, I think that was, you know, it's very hard. It would be very hard for him to believe that this was real, that anything's real. Um, there is something about the brotherly love aspect of this where there is sometimes like real close to the sexual encounters. He thinks about Rafe like one of the first times they get together, uh, like and he's going down on her. There is like he's th- he thinks about Rafe like around like a a very close to the time that he's going down on her which i think is a very interesting thing what do you like what well he was just like talking about how he missed him and all Mm -hmm. this stuff while also like you know giving a girl head (laughs) you know and then he would talk about like it was weird sleeping with her and then he would think about sleeping with with rafe and how rafe would just like move around and wiggle around and stuff and i was just like i get that you're like the only he was the only relationship in the world that mattered to you but like you could separate it a little bit more you know yeah because i do think it it is there's two love stories going on here there's him and his brother and her and ash right and there was uh, i guess maybe just not having you know maybe not being as close to my siblings as 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 they are no you don't think about your sibling though during sex normally right I yeah. mean, and maybe, I guess, I don't, I mean, but I wouldn't be able to perform, I don't think. Do you know what I mean? No, it'd be gross. Right? So that's the thing, is like, that's what I thought was a little bit odd. Mm-hmm. Also, he does, um, when they're in the carriage the first time, he does, like, grab her pussy. Oh, grabs her like, cunt. He literally grabs, yes. That's what they say, though. I know, that's what they say. But I don't like to say that word. I know, I know it's, like, anatomical, but. It's not. It's slang. Okay, but I know it's slang, but, like, <laughs> in this, in this uh you know uh 
this it's not up to me to say that word. I'll say a lot of words, but I don't I don't want to really say. I'm not ma- I'm not forcing you to say that word. It's oh, okay. No. Okay, no, you can if you want to force me to do it. I'll do it, <laughs> but I'll do it for you, but I won't do it for anybody else. I'm no. If you don't want to say it, you don't have to say it. I think it'd be very distasteful to hear that word in my mouth. Okay. I mean, don't you? No, I don't have the same energy around the word that I think other people do. Well, obviously. Because how many episodes? That was like two episodes ago or something. You 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 dropped the GC. I'm gonna replay it right now so people know. Well, you beeped it, so nobody knows what I might have said. They know. They know. People from your neck of the woods. You know what was funny? Because uh, uh, I feel like I talk about Annie a lot on this podcast because she listens. She's like she listens to all of them, and we talk about the books and stuff. And she's from New Hampshire as well. Yeah. And I asked her. Like, is that something that people in New Hampshire say? It's the people in New Hampshire say. She said, well, maybe Aaron's part of New Hampshire. <laughs> wow. It gets even, well, what was funny about it was it gets even grand, more granular than like, you're, you're from New Hampshire, but also. Was she from the coast? I, I think. I mean, yeah. you're from where? I'm southern? from outside of Manchester. Where's that? In Southern. Southern. She was like, maybe in Southern New Hampshire. <laughs> And I was like, shit. I was like, it gets that granular. But I guess that's how states are. Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Philly is different. You know what the thing is, too? It's like I grew up around, like, my father's French Canadian. I grew up around French Canadians. Mm -hmm. They swear so much to the point where, like, I remember going to school and just, like, not understanding what words were swears and what weren't. And it was very arbitrary and very difficult for me to understand because, like, you would call somebody, you call children, like, mon petit mad, which is just, like, my little shit. Oh, Okay. And you say shit a lot. And so then I was always, you're going to build those out too. Probably no. Sure. Okay. And um, so now I think I just have a thing with language where I just like don't recognize. I don't, I don't carry the energy around swear words that I think other people do. They seem very arbitrary for me. I don't really understand it. Like even the F word. You don't, you don't, you're not somebody who I think swears in an order, uh, 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 an ordinate, I can't say the word. Mm-hmm. Swears a lot. <laughs> I wish I could say because I know what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, You're very smart. Thank you. Uh, that's all I want to hear. Well, no, actually, I want to hear that I'm very skinny. I'd rather be very skinny than smart. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't think you swear a lot. Okay. I think you – I think I swear more than you do oh. in real life. I think. But you just get angrier than I do. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I don't notice it because it's not like out of anger no, when it's you just swear. Me talking, yeah. yeah. But so what, what's a word that you don't think is a swear? I didn't think. Oh, they would always tell me in school, "pissed off" was a swear. I'm like, yeah, it "pissed is. off" isn't a swear. It is. Yeah, piss. Piss is a swear word. Piss. Yeah, piss is a swear word. Okay, this is. Mm, damn. Damn is a swear word. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to say all these things I say are swear words, and I just didn't. Like, it's hard for me to remember what I think. Well, I hell, did you think hell was a swear word? Because hell's kind of on the, it's on the edge. Mm. Like, if he's, if you say, what the hell, I went to Catholic school, so you couldn't say that. But in regular, in regular terms, if you're just walking down the street or you're at work and you say, what the hell, I don't think people are going to say, hey, what's your language? Unless they're very religious. Yeah. But if I said at work, you're pissing me off. That's a swear word. Really? Yeah. You couldn't say I'm pissed off at work? Depends on who it's around. Like, I mean, I swear all the time at work, and I'm not supposed to. 
Because I could say to my boss, hey, I'm really pissed off about this. And he would be like, oh, why? I don't know. Like, he wouldn't care. Well, the culture has gotten way coarser. Mm -hmm. I think 15, 20 years ago, you couldn't do that in, like, an office setting. Mm -hmm. You probably still can't say GC in an office setting. No, I would not. I know enough to not say that in an office yeah, setting but um, that's what i'm saying is like that i don't think ever will be okay but you <laughs> might even be able to say shit uh yeah. dickhead i don't know maybe not dickhead I mean, you can call people names i think that's just not nice yeah even if it's not a swear yeah but i know what you mean sometimes i was like very conscious of swearing because my parents you know didn't want us to swear as kids and also like i went to a catholic school so everything you said was a swear mm you yeah. couldn't say Jesus Christ unless you were saying, I love you, Jesus Christ. If you said Jesus Christ in any other manner, that was a swear. Yeah, no. I mean, my father's agnostic. My mom is pretty much a witch, so they didn't care. Care about that? No. Yeah. Um, well, email us. Email us what swears you think are not swears. Yeah, what, what, what are swears that you didn't know were swears? Yeah, it's hard to know. Shit was always hard, too. You didn't think shit was a swear. No, people said it so much. Oh, yeah. Shit's a swear. I mean, and it's, it's not a big swear. I would tell my kids to say, like, now I understand. But, like, yeah. Did you watch a lot of network TV as a kid? No, we weren't allowed to watch TV. That's the big thing. So I watched a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. And you knew what were swears because you couldn't hear it on regular TV. Mm. So if something was beeped out or you knew they couldn't say it, it was like a big deal when NYPD Blue, they said shit. And it was like a huge deal. So I knew. Oh, I I mean, I knew before that. But that's how I kind of knew what was a swear and what wasn't. What could be on network TV. Okay. Now everything's changed. Yeah. Because the world has just gotten so coarse and base. Yeah. Simpler times. Mm. Anyway, so the book we read. Yeah. This was such a divergent. Um. And I don't even know where I started and why I started talking about swear words. Um, because he grabbed her in the carriage. There was a little oh. bit of carousing in the carriage going mm-hmm. on. And he grabs that. He grabs the pussy. Because I, I, I thought about that. I was like, mm. Mm, that's a move. That's a bold move. Yeah. She was into it. But it's like, that's like I'm doing the hand thing. And it it's very it looks aggressive. Like you're just throwing underhand. Yeah, I'm I'm it's, I'm a fast softball pitch <laughs> was what I imagine he did without the ball, and then he just landed right on it. <laughs> That's what I thought he did. Just whipped it around, like how they do. <laughs> it's so funny when they do that. Yeah, like, it was like they dislocate their shoulders. I um, hurt myself doing that. Okay, we'll ice it later. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think he was also reading context clues. I think he thought he was pretty. And she also was straddling him. That's, I mean, that's true. Yeah. I feel like he probably figured there was a good idea that he, she was going to be okay with it. Yeah. She was very sexual. She was, which I liked. I know. And then it makes you feel bad that it's like she went 20 years before this because she was very buttoned up before she met him. And she was basically um, obsessed with the Tories to a decree that was not healthy. Yeah. And he sort of loosened her up. She still did care, which mm-hmm. is good. I mean, you have to care about your uh, community and stuff. But he let her, like, live a little. The greatest thing, what I liked at the beginning of this book is when she was doing all her talk about, you know, caring about the kids and giving money and all this stuff. And she wasn't finishing her tart. Yeah. And Ash wanted to shove that tart in her face because he thought, look at you. You have so much. 
and you're talking and that's great you're talking about making coats for people and you know sewing coats and shit but you won't finish your food you don't know what people would do you don't know what I had to do. I had to sell my ass for a half a tart. <laughs> and I, I really like that because, again, I hate rich people. So I like that <laughs> he had that anger towards her for talking like she was when she really had – she had very, you know, narrow view because she's yeah. rich. She's richer rich. Right. So what did you think of uh, Lydia's yeah. brother, Jamie? Jamie was also like just the epitome of the rich person who's awful. And it's like I feel bad – because he's gay in that time must have been hard hard like you didn't see gay people succeeding at all in the culture or anywhere so it would have been very like isolating as a feeling i understand that and then also he was just obsessed with his um winter garden which listen i love my plants too i get it but it was he just was constantly retreating in a way that like lydia would never do and so it was just really frustrating to try to crack through that because he was basically like well i have no friends at school and i don't really want to be like taking my father's place in parliament i just kind of want to like work on my plans and it was hard because you understood like as an earl he would be expected to get married to a woman have children and i think for him that was like a daunting prospect it'd be a farce yeah and so you know, I think he just thought he could hide from it forever and Liddy would stay single forever and he would never, ever have to deal with it. So, I mean, I felt for him in those sort of ways, but also, you know, he sucked. There was some fake drama too, a little bit where he, there was a second where he was looking into Ash's background because he sent that letter mm-hmm. to Cornwall or whatever. And you thought, Oh, he's gonna Ash gonna be found out, and then uh, uh, he ta- uh, he talks to him. He talks to Jamie, uh, and and J- Jamie's like, "Oh yeah, I didn't find anything. I didn't. I mean, I looked you up, but I didn't see anything." And he's like, "Yeah, well, there's nothing to find." He's like, oh, "Okay," <laughs> yeah. And that was like, "Oh, I thought that was gonna be something." Yeah, Jamie is very willing to go along with whatever happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think that he and Rafe would end up together. Well, that okay. So as I was gonna ask is. Do we know is Rafe gay or is he bi or is he just a good con man? Like, cause he was, they, at the end, they're all together and there was a little bit of, so, um, somebody from another town comes and says that Ash and Rafe, uh, swindled them, said there was a tin <laughs> on, on their property and all this stuff. And it's revealed that to, uh, it's revealed that Ash is a con man and he leaves so that Lydia and he leaves a note telling Lydia, like, you know, my mother's sick or whatever. What was it? It was like my, my aunt, is my sick. aunt is sick. I got to go, blah, blah, blah. And, and she knows and it's she, a lie immediately. Yeah. She knows it's a lie immediately. And then everything ends up okay. It's, there's no really re- repercussions, but yeah, at the end they're all hanging out together and Rafe is kind of flirting with Jamie. Right. I mean, it's alluded to that. But is he just trying to make him feel better? Is he just falling back on his old ways of, you know, I'm going to get the confidence of this person just to make things easier? I don't know. Because then there's a strange line about that um, Ash says to Jamie, like, watch out, he snores. 
And I was like, so they're sleeping together? Yeah. yeah. I was, I was so confused. And then I read it, honestly, like three, four times. And I got that it was like, that it was going to be Ash and Lydia's room. And then Rafe. And then Jamie. Uh-huh. And so they, he, they were basically joking like, you won't be able to hear our sex noises because Rafe snores. Uh-huh. But I, that was very confusing because I was like, oh, well, that's nice. I guess if the two brothers end up together, that's a fun little family unit. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, maybe do we know what uh, the third book in the series is? is it has it, nothing to do with any of them. doesn't. I mean, it would be great if there's a Rafe Jamie love story. I think that'd be cute. I mean, yeah, we'd have to, you know, it'd be one of those things where Jamie would have to be kind of a better character. And, yeah. you know, we'd have to kind of learn more about Rafe. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. It's a book, though. We do it. It's a book. <laughs> it's a book. We'll do it. <laughs> Are we really at that point now? It's only been 35 or something. Yeah. No. We're doing it. Um, but yeah, I, th- I liked, I did like the book. I mean, I, I do like historicals. I feel like that is the kind of books that I like, uh, I've realized. So I liked it. But again, like I think we said before, more uh, cons. Yeah. More, I think, in every, just more cons. Yeah. I love cons. I wish I could con people and steal and do all those things. I can't do it. It's very hard for me to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've thought of stealing many a time and I just cannot get myself to do it. Did you ever steal anything? No, no, I'm too much of a chicken, but I used to work at icing where I was piercing ears, but you heard this story. People would steal constantly. I never caught anybody. I also think I'm inherently, like, a very gullible person. Like, I don't think people are tricking me ever, and people are, are tricking me. Well, do you? so you think you're a flat? Yeah, I'm a flat. I don't think I'm a flat. You aren't a flat. I Well, because I, I think everybody's against me. Right. You're yeah. the opposite of a flat. You're a bump. <laughs> is that what it's called, a bump? That's not what it's called. <laughs> no, but They I'm... don't say what the opposite of a flat is. I mean, the opposite of a flat is probably a, a con man. Right. Or a con person. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you have anything else? No, not really. Would you sleep with them? Would I fuck them? Would you fuck them? Come on. Let's be true to the spirit of this show <laughs> and be as crass as possible. Um, man, not, I mean, maybe, I mean, Ash, maybe. I don't know. I, th- I wish if he was a better con man, I would totally do him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rafe was a hottie with a body, so I would do him. Okay. Side characters now you're into. Is he? I mean, I guess he is a side character. Mm-hmm. Lydia, yeah, because she liked a freak. <laughs> yeah, she liked, She was down for it. I would totally do Lydia. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. Lydia loved sex. I'd take a handy from Lydia. Okay. Yeah. Keep a handkerchief nearby. You know I always do. <laughs> I'm a gentleman. You are. You never know. When someone's going to jerk you off. <laughs> but it was nice because didn't he let her use it first and then he, he like let her use it oh, yeah, for her, her hand, hand and then yeah. he used it on his pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does say in the book that nothing looks more ridiculous than a penis hanging out of like nice clothes. Yeah. And I think that's true. Right. Like a guy wearing a full tuxedo and then it's just like a little member just hanging out being like, oh. Am I invited to this party? <laughs> Most likely you're not. <laughs> what about you? Would you fuck him? Um, 
Not, I don't know. Nobody, nobody, uh, let, nobody let your got it going for me, really. Light. No, I mean, they were cute and I liked all the characters and everything, but there was no, I wasn't like, oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, no. No. All right. Wow. Okay. Well, good read, Seth. Let's do it. All right. Historical romances with political, economic, and or social conflict. A lot of Tory talk, a lot of Whig talk. So, yes. What were the Tory? Who was a famous Tory? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> Email us one th- swear word you don't think is a swear word and a famous Tory. I and we'll think... shout you out on the podcast. Okay. All right. And that Joe Tory, Pat, is not here. <laughs> uh, feminist romance. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Fake love until it's not romance. Mm-hmm. Historical romance with Jewish protagonists. That is true. Con, confidence men and women in romance. Yes. Are there books with confidence women? Yeah. I would like that. Send us your confidence women, right? Yes. I want to be conned by a woman. Mm. That would be dreamy. Yeah. Yeah. Intelligent romance. In in the sense that it's like, like a smart book. I guess so. Yeah. I, I mean... It's not a dumb book. No, it's not a dumb book. It so ain't dumb, I guess. <laughs> favorite historical romance novels? Um, I want to say this is one of my favorites. No, I but liked it's it. Good. I would recommend it to somebody else, but... Yeah. Romance heroes... <laughs> That's not, not like a high <laughs> compliment. I mean, it's good for other people, but... Not for myself. I don't know. <laughs> no, but we liked this book. I did. I liked it, for yeah. sure, but, I, but it, I don't think it's in my top ten. Yeah. Romance heroes who are not tall. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he wasn't. Historical romance marriage or convenience arranged marriage. Yeah. Hot, steamy, sensual historical romance books. It was, I mean, it was hot. There was some squirm-worthy stuff in it. What did you think? Did it not do it for you? I, there was just something about all the sex scenes that were just so frank mm-hmm. and not that i didn't enjoy them but i've read hotter yeah it, it felt like they were all like really worried about their performance yeah the whole time which gave me anxiety mm-hmm. yeah um books with witty banter dialogue yeah it was witty sure historical romance for feminist readers i, I mean i don't think it's overly feminist so it's not like Suffragette Scandal by Courtney Milan with Frey. Mm-hmm. That, I would say, is an overly feminist book. Not overly makes it sound like but, it's too yeah. feminist, but it is very, very much leading with feminism, but in, like, a really enjoyable way. Yeah. Frey is one of my faves. Diverse genre romance. They're Jewish. Yeah. So that's diverse. You don't see, there are not many Jewish protagonists in historicals no it doesn't no right but i mean obviously because from what their life was like and how people perceived them then they weren't looked at as people who could be in high society right so that's probably why there wasn't very many so that was refreshing mm-hmm. do you have your tropes i do have my tropes swindle or con uh brothers kidnapping because he kidnapped rafe Oh, when yeah. Were, when he was a baby. But also, Rafe's mother was already dead. Yes. So it's not like he saw Rafe in, like, a beautiful little home and was like, I'll take him. He 
um, Rafe's mother was dead, had been abducted by body snatchers, and then Rafe took him, and the guy that he was working for said, go kill this kid, and Rafe didn't. Mm -hmm. So... His life would have been worse, arguably, if he hadn't met Ash. Yeah. So, but still, saying, like, I'm your brother. No, lying. Yeah, like, lying, especially because they were con man, and, and... I mean, their whole thing was we lie to everybody but each other. Right. And that was a huge betrayal. Mm-hmm. Grieving heroin because her father had died. Although she wasn't grieving all that much for all that long. No, she was grieving, though. Um, marriage of convenience. Anti-Semitism <laughs> was <laughs> the book. Uh, fake identity, grave robbing. Um, and um, I, said it earl- I said it earlier, but... Um, I can't remember what I said, but it was there was a lot of uh, caressing in the carriage mm-hmm. or carousing in the carriage, whatever you want to say. Carriage so sex, yeah. Yeah, because we have canoodling behind a curtain is one of our big tropes. And hot and heavy behind a hedge. And hot and heavy behind a hedge. So I'm thinking, what do we say for carriage? Canoodling. Caressing we, in a carriage. Caressing in a carriage isn't bad. Carrying on in a carriage. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But that's a trope that we see a lot, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your tropes? I have marriage of convenience, a redheaded heroine, Jewish hero, wealth gap, fake romance until it isn't, um, saying it's okay to have sex because they won't fall in love, but then they totally do, spinster on the shelf, and disappointing siblings. Um, spinster on the shelf, she's now not a spinster? No, because she got married. So then... She's a spinster on, like, you put your spinsterism on a shelf. Is that what it is? Like, you, you, you would say you were on the shelf if you were a spinster. Oh, you're on the shelf, which means you're just, like, not for use. Right. You've been put away. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's it. Sweet. Yeah. So, Clayton, what has you swooning this week? Well, I just saw, uh, I just came from watching two movies, mm. but I really liked the first movie I saw, and it was a little movie called Yesterday. Oh. Um, it's everything I shouldn't like. Uh, it's not a great movie, but I'll tell you, it's really effective. It's very sweet. If nobody knows what this movie is about, it is a movie where after a giant worldwide blackout, nobody remembers the Beatles exist, and a struggling musician... Uh, remembers all the Beatles songs and passes them off as his own. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more to it than that. It is uh, Danny Boyle. Richard Curtis uh, helped write it. It's very, it's very one of those like British um, light movies that are romantic and funny enough. And uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, And I didn't realize how much I liked the Beatles uh, songs. I really try to fight against liking the Beatles because they're the boomers' favorite, and I really just wish that the boomers' taste in everything would just die. But um, th- it's there's just like something so affecting about those songs. Yeah, like they're, I, amazing. they're, uh, they're undeniable. Uh, and like I said, it's not a perfect movie, but you have a fun, sweet time. I really want to meet a cute English girl <laughs> after seeing this movie. Are, yeah. So are you a cute English girl? Do you know a cute English girl? Email. Us. Yes, please do. 
because it, I don't know. There's just something sweet about it. So I liked it a lot. So I would say what I'm swooning about this week is yesterday. Yeah, that's great. I want to see it. Um, Aaron. Yeah. What are you swooning about today? I'm swooning about an album that came out, I think, last year. <laughs> and it's called uh, Shake the Spirit by L. King who it's her, I believe it's her second album. Um, and I really loved the first one as well. And the second album, it was funny. I listened to it when it first came out and I didn't really connect with it. And then I went back to it and I'm really, really loving it. Um, so she wrote this sort of after being in a, getting married very quickly to somebody who was not a very nice person. Um, it seems like for a lot of different reasons. And so it's it's a little bit of like a breakup album and it's rock in a way that I think doesn't exist so much anymore and she's a singer songwriter and she's really really great and has a great like attitude and vibe and I just really really love her um so I would say pick up any of her um I'm blanking on what her first album is called but certainly pick up Shake the Spirit it's really great it's really great like driving around rock walking around like music um and I love it a lot so that's my swoon Tell them where they can find us, Aaron. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. You guys have been doing such a good job mm. at that, by the way. Um, I think on Apple Podcasts, we're at like 67 star ratings, which for a podcast that does no publicity, mm-hmm. really, no ads, no nothing, that's pretty, that's 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 really awesome. So. Yeah. Keep doing that. Um, we really want to be out there and have people learn about us. So that's a huge way to do it. So even if you can't think of anything to write, just star rate us. Yeah. We love it. It's helpful. Five stars. Helps other people find us. Now, if you don't like this podcast and you were thinking three, you know, two or one star, waste your time. don't waste your time giving us a star rating. Go to a podcast that you like and give them five stars. Right. That's what I say. Yeah. Five stars only. On my last podcast, Ghost of Stories, which might be getting a revival. Wait, what? Yeah. I haven't heard about this. We're bringing it back. So how, is that going to conflict with this podcast? No, because we're going to do that one like very sporadically. Um, but people sort of found it again and have really been liking it and then like emailing us and saying they want it back. So now that my co-host Chelsea is single, she's like, I have all these great stories. So it's going to be a different sort of format, but it'll still be like a dating podcast. If you're interested in ghosted stories, you can download, listen to our back catalog. We have 100 episodes. I was on it three times. Yeah, we couldn't get you off. Oh. <laughs> Let that just sit. <laughs> All right. So you can always email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at Learning Tropes, Instagram Learning the Tropes. Um, and then we are on Facebook. Um, we have a page that people keep liking, which is great. But if you want some inside track, then you can always join our Facebook group, uh, Learning the Tropes Troop. It is great. And we always release our reads like a week or two ahead of time there, too. So if you want to sort of know what we're up to next, um, that's the first place we are going to announce it. 
Um, and then our next episode, which is going to be on July 31st, is Slade by Lauren Donner. And it is the second in the New Species series. It's the sequel to Fury. Um, so go pick that up if you want to read along with us. Yeah, and we're going to have, since there's five uh, Wednesdays during this month, we will have... Uh, right before Slade, we are going to release, uh, re-release the Fury episode for people who haven't heard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an amazing episode. <laughs> it's where we fall in love with the new species, and you're not going to want to miss it. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.